You're listening to an audio sermon from Hope Bible Church Kelowna. For more information about our church, please visit hopekelowna.ca. All right, we have a video here from Pastor Melvin this morning. Well, let's just pray together, all right? Heavenly Father, that song just speaks of something so awesome, so amazing. And I pray that we too, with all of heaven, would, would, would roar together of how holy and how great and how majestic you are. And God, I pray that even now that you would meet with us wherever we are, meet with us through your word, would your spirit be at work in our lives today and that we would see the goodness and the greatness and the holiness of our great God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen. And let's get to it. That's right. Okay, a little cheesy, but hey, let's, let's get to it. Open your Bibles to... Ephesians chapter 6. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 6. And just thankful again for the band leading us in worship and those who are serving in all the different capacities, especially even the area of Hope Kids. And we asked you to pray last week. And this week we received some encouraging news in regards to Hope Kids. And uh, the German club has given us permission um, to be able to, in a, in a sense, expand our ministry. And we're going to be shortly moving in a 30-foot long trailer, office trailer, that will be moved in there and will provide a great space uh, another great space for our kids' ministry. And so more details to come on that. So thank you for praying. And we're exciting that we, excited that we're able to be able to continue on with this ministry and see it grow over the next little bit. Um, again, uh, as many people as possible, make sure you have a Bible. And ushers are ready with Bibles to hand out. If you don't have a Bible this Sunday, and if you're at home, make sure that you go get a Bible and turn to Ephesians chapter 6. And uh, raise your hand if you're there at the German Club, and the ushers will get you a Bible. And uh, even if you um, just didn't bring a Bible, uh, bring it next week. But if you didn't bring a Bible, just raise your hand. You'll want to follow along in God's Word today. And so um, please take one of those and, um, and, and turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Now, I'm at home today, obviously, in the backyard. And uh, just towards the end of the week, I wasn't feeling the greatest. And so we thought for precautionary reasons that I should stay at home and meet with you in this way. And, um, and so it's going to be a little bit of a different morning here as we open God's Word. But I trust and I believe that God's going to meet us in a great way <clears throat> as we get ready to start this message series called Fight Well. And I believe it is such a timely, timely message for us as a church. And, uh, and I believe it's going to be a great journey. <clears throat> also, as you uh, came into the German club today, you should have um, some, th there should be some fight well cards on your seat. Make sure that everyone has one of those. Those are going to be important today, but also in the days ahead. And I encourage you to take that home, put it up on the fridge, put it somewhere where you, your family are going to see it. Next week, we're going to have more cards available, a, a, a touch smaller, and you will be able to have those in your Bible. And, and I trust that throughout this series, you're going to refer to that. Um, because those verses that are on the backside of that Fight Well card 
are vital uh, for you to be able to um, join with us in a project that I would love to see us do as a church, and that is to memorize those verses there on the back side of that card. But you might say, but I can't memorize. I've tried to memorize. I just can't do it. I'm sure we can all come up with all kinds of reasons and excuses as to why we can't do this. But folks, this is about hiding God's word in our heart. And, and, and God's word is a vital, vital tool for spiritual victory, for health and for strength. And we need to become not just dependent on just knowing and being able to recite the armor of God, but in this series, we're going to be taking and understanding each one of these truths. And so it's so vital that we learn this. And so I encourage you as individuals, families, parents, work with your kids in this and, and make it a challenge in the home. And maybe we'll even get you on the online lobby in, in coming weeks to even post uh, family members or individuals quoting the scriptures. And uh, here that you see on the card from Ephesians chapter 6, small groups encourage one another to be reciting and learning, uh, memorizing God's word. And so let's Let's all work at making some serious and diligent attempts in getting into this passage. Now, I'm going to start reading from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. And what we're going to do, that when we get to verse 14, I'd like you all there together to stand. And you will have it either on the card or on your open Bible. And I'm going to encourage us all then to read it aloud together when we get to verse 14, okay? So I'm going to start in verse 10 in Ephesians chapter 6. And at home, you do the same thing. You stand when it comes to verse 14, okay? As we stand together in the truth of God's Word. And so verse 10, it starts, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Now, everyone stand up. Come on, get up, get up at home. And they're all together this morning gathered for worship. Get up and let's recite this together. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. All right, you may be seated. Now, you will notice the word stand is used three times in the passage that we've read here together. And then also one time we see the word withstand that is used once. So we are to stand and withstand. Stand in the power, in the strength, in the armor of God. And with this be able to withstand the attack from the evil one. Now in ancient warfare to be found standing at the end of the battle was to be the victor. To have won. And Paul is telling us here in this passage, this is why this is just such an awesome passage from God's Word. <coughs> As it says here, that, that 
Paul is telling us, God's word is telling us that we can stand and withstand whatever comes our way. Stand faithful to the end, to the end of the battle, the struggle, even to the end of our lives, that we can be standing in the victory that Christ gives to us. And all that, that he has for us is amazing as we stand in his victory in power. But sadly, 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 there are so many God's people, even you right now, there are those God's people were failing and were falling, were stumbling and were retreating and were falling prey to the attacks of the enemies. And there are way too many casualties to Satan's schemes going on in our world. We're seeing that full on these days, but also in the church in families and in marriages and in the lives of people, far too many spiritual casualties. And yet we have this promise in God's word, the promise of victory in Christ. But when we allow complacency and apathy and sin to go on and on in our lives, unchecked and not repenting of it, we're falling into trouble. Or maybe we're living in a way that we're living like there is nothing really going on in the spiritual realm. We're not even aware of it. And some of you even too, you may not even be aware that there's this fight and this battle going on in the spiritual realm. And we need to understand that. And it's, it, we're, we're headed towards disaster in our lives. And so in this series, we are going to see that the enemy is real. The enemy is a real foe. Satan is a real foe. And he is powerful. He is organized. He is nasty. And the devil and his demons, they know us. They study us. They're organized and they are ruthless in what they're going to do. But I like what David Jeremiah has to say about this. The ruler of the power of darkness is none too happy about, God, about what God has accomplished in Christ. Satan's main goal is to destroy the faith of Christians by causing us to doubt God's goodness, His love, His forgiveness, His protection, His provision, and promises. And when Satan choreographs different circumstances in our lives, it's not just to inflict pain, but for the purpose of destroying our relationship with God. See, the enemy wants us separated from having any kind of a strong relationship with God. He will go after our marriages. He will go after our children. He will go after our workplace. Everything that is near and dear to us, our family, our friends, he is desiring to bring distance and trying to bring division. And in the power of God, we can stand. And we can stand firm and we can learn to fight well. Our lives don't have to be casualties of Satan's destructive schemes. And I trust that as we go into this journey together, we are going to say, not here, Satan. Not here, Satan. Not in my family. Not in my life. Not in our church. Not in our city. But we don't do this in our power. We don't stand in our power, in our strength. We stand in the strength that the Lord supplies. Look at what it says, verse 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. That word finally, there he's bringing the book of Ephesians to a close. After he has said so much here, so many amazing things in this book of Ephesians. And so he's wrapping up this book and, and he's ending it then. Is how do you live it out? How does this all happen? 
putting on the armor of God. So he says, finally, be strong in the Lord, the strength of his might. How do we do this? The armor of God. Now, as I said, the book of Ephesians is amazing. Chapter 1 to 3 are such beautiful doctrinal verses of all that God has done for us in Christ. It's amazing. It's an amazing read. And, and then chapter 4 to 6 is, is, is how we are to live out the Christian life. Practical instructions for us in how we are to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. He even says in, in chapter 5, when we get to that, chapter 5, verse 18, you'll hear that in a few moments, that we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that means keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And at the very end, here he calls us to stand firm by daily putting on the armor of God. Now, the plan today was to introduce this series with a bit of a longer sermon. And in that, I was desiring to do a detailed kind of flyover on the book of Ephesians to kind of set up the armor of God in proper context. But with me not feeling that well and needing um, to kind of take it easy, as my doctor even encouraged me to, to rest um, in this way, um, I just wasn't going to be able to give the uh, attention and the diligence that God wor God's Word requires in this. But then we got thinking that, hey, maybe instead of me doing the flyover and doing the bulk of the preaching today, why don't we let God's Word speak for itself? Because sometimes I wonder if maybe we as preachers can get in the way of God's Word. We believe there's power in the Word of God, don't we? Amen? Amen? There's power in the Word of God. We believe what Hebrews 4.12 says when it says, For the Word of God is living and is active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And like I said, maybe we as preachers uh, sometimes get in the way of that. And so this morning, what we are going to do is something different, something unique, and yet I think this is something very important for us to do. We're going to take time this morning to read through the entire book of Ephesians. We're told that it will take us approximately 20 minutes. We have different people who will be reading different chapters of this book. And what we would love is for you to follow along. That's why we want everyone to have Bibles at home or there together so you can follow along as God's word is declared. And, and, and we are praying and, and, and have been and, and will continue to pray that God's word as it is being read would speak in a powerful and a mighty way to each one of us. You know, in the book of Nehemiah in chapter 8, we read about how when God's word was read before the people of all ages, it says from early morning to midday, they read the word of God. That people, as they read the word, they wept and then they rejoiced. Because they heard the truth of God's word and the hope that it gives. And I trust that today that as we read the word of God, as we have it read over us, as we follow along, that we would rejoice in all of the spiritual blessings that God has given to the believer in Christ. That if you are in Christ, you've made him your Lord and Savior. The, 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 the incredible blessings that you have upon your life. And then we get into those chapters about how now we ought to live. And then that sets us up beautifully to get into the armor of God. And once again, when we get to that armor of God part in Ephesians chapter 6, Brett's going to be reading that part. And I would ask and I would hope that, that you would all stand once again 
we would stand firm in these truths. And so let's pray together and, and pray that God would work as God's word is read to us. Let's pray. God, I pray that even now there would be conviction, there would be teaching, there would be hope, there would be such an encouragement that we would have from reading and hearing your word. Oh God, I pray perhaps there would even just be even tears of just gratefulness and thankfulness. And then at the very end of this rejoicing in worship in giving thanks to a God who loves us so much and cares so much for us and has promised so much and then gives us the opportunity and ability to stand firm, to fight well in the battles and the struggles that we face. And so God, now, as your word is opened, as it is read, as it is declared over your people, work in a mighty way by your spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's Ephesians chapter 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are, who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed on us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavishes on us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. And in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that he who were the first to hope in Christ might be to praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. And for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of our hearts enlightened, so that you may know what the hope to which he has called you, which are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the work of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and he seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all. Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, 
following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, mm -hmm. and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at one time, or at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law and commandments expressed in the ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of two so making peace and might reconcile us to both God and in one body through the cross thereby killing the hostility and he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows in a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Chapter 3. For this reason I, Paul, prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. 
Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Chapter 4. I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to you, to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended in on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended before, for, far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ until, all, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness of deceitful schemes. Rather, Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, for whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, 
that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of heart. They have become calloused and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and to put on a new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of, of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sex sexual immorality and all impurity of, or covetousness, covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving, for you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of God and Christ. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partakers with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says... Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody 
to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with a word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Bondservants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart, as you would Christ. Not by the way of eye service, as people pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord whether he is a bondservant or is free. Masters, do the same to them, and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is their, both their master and yours is in heaven, and that there is no partiality with him. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the, de the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Would you stand with us as we read this. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, 
making supplication for the saints. You may be seated. And also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak, so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. This is the word of the Lord. Well, wasn't that just awesome? So good. Look again at the very last part of chapter 6, how it ends. It says, Peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Oh, that we would love our Lord Jesus Christ who loves us so much with an incorruptible love with an unfading love. How do we do that? Not in our power and our strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit that he gives to us. But also by taking his word seriously and standing firm in the armor of God. And so, with that, I would so strongly encourage you that, that we would dig into these truths over the next number of weeks, that you would show up either in person or if you're unwell, to be able to join us online. This is going to be a vital, life-changing, eternity-altering journey for us as a church. And so even now, we're going to continue in worship. And would we sing these songs of truth? Would we sing about these promises that God has given to us and declare this with our hearts, with our lips, but also with a prayerful, expectant heart of what God is going to do as we stand firm, as we fight well. We would stand with a God who has stood for us and continues to stand for our victory. Let's worship the Lord together. <laughs>